वेरी गुड इवनिंग टू ऑल माई ब्रदर्स एंड सिस्टर्स वेलकम टू द पार्ट टू ऑफ वॉट गॉड से इज द इंट्रोडक्शन एट लास्ट वी हैव सीन अबाउट प्रकृति एंड नाउ मूविंग फॉरवर्ड टू अनदर चैप्टर मटीरियल नेचर इट सेल्फ इज कंस्टिट्यूटेड बाई थ्री क्वालिटीज द मोड ऑफ गुडनेस the mode of passion and the mode of ignorance hello this is jp joshi and you are listening to mind whistle podcast what god says about these modes there is eternal time and by a combination of these modes of nature and under the control and purview of eternal time there are activities which are called karma these activities are being carried out from time immemorial and we are suffering or enjoying the fruits of our activities for instance suppose i am a businessman and have worked very hard and intelligent with amassed a great bank balance then i am an enjoyer but they say i have lost all my money in my business then i am a sufferer similarly in every field of life we enjoy the result of our work or we suffer the result this is called karma ishwara means the supreme lord jiva means the living entity prakriti means nature kala means eternal time and karma means activity are all explained in the bhagavad gita out of these five the lord the living entities material nature and time are eternal the manifestation of prakriti may be temporary but it is not false some philosophers say that the manifestation of material nature is false but according to the philosophy of bhagavad gita or according to the philosophy of the vaishnavas this is not so the manifestation of the world is not accepted as false it is accepted as real but temporary it is likened unto a cloud which moves across the sky or the coming of the rainy season which nourishes grains as soon as the rainy season is over and as soon as the cloud goes away all the crops which were nourished by the rain dry up similarly this material manifestation takes place at a certain interval stays for a while and then disappears such are the workings of prakriti but this cycle is working eternally therefore prakriti is eternal it is not false the lord refers to this as my prakriti this material nature is the separated energy of the supreme lord and similarly the living entities are also the energy of the supreme lord although they are not separated by eternally related so the lord the living entity material nature and time are all interrelated and are all eternal however the other times karma is not eternal 
the effects of karma may be very old indeed we are suffering or enjoying the results of our activities from time immemorial but we can change the result of our karma or our activity and this change depends on the perfection of our knowledge we are engaged in various activities undoubtedly we do not know what sort of activities we should adopt to gain relief from the action and reaction of all these activities but this is also explained in the bhagavad gita the position of iswara the supreme lord is that of supreme consciousness the jivas or the living entities being parts and parcels of the supreme lord are also conscious both the living entity and material nature are explained as prakriti the energy of the supreme lord but one of the two the jiva is conscious the other prakriti is not conscious there is a difference therefore the jiva prakriti is called superior because the jiva has consciousness which is similar to the lords the lord is the supreme consciousness however and one should not claim that the jiva the living entity is also supreme consciousness the living being cannot be supreme conscious at any stage of his perfection and the theory that can, that he can be so is a leading or misleading theory conscious he may be but he is not perfectly or supremely conscious the distinction between the jiva and the ishvara will be explained in the 13th chapter of bhagavad gita the lord is kshetra jina conscious as is the living being but the living being is conscious of his particular body whereas the lord is conscious of all bodies because he lives in the heart of living being he is conscious of the psychic movements of the particular jivas we should not forget this it is also explained that the paramatma the supreme personality of godhead is living in everyone's heart as ishvara as the controller and that he is giving direction for the living entity to act as he desires the living entity forgets what to do first of all he makes a determination to act in a certain way and then he is entangled in the actions and reactions of his own karma after giving up one type of body he enters another type of body as we take off and put on clothes as the soul thus migrates he suffers the actions and reaction of his past activities these activities can be changed when the living being is in the mode of goodness insanity and understands what sort of activities he should adopt if he does so then all the actions and reactions of his past activities can be changed consequently karma is not eternal therefore we stated that of the five items ishvara jiva prakriti time and karma four are eternal whereas karma is not eternal 
the supreme conscious ishwara is similar to the living entity in this way both the consciousness of the lord and that of the living entity are transcendental it is not that consciousness is generated by the association of matter that is a mistaken idea the theory that consciousness develops under certain circumstances of material combination is not accepted in the bhagavad gita consciousness may be pervadedly reflected by the covering of material circumstances just as light reflected through colored glass may appear to be certain color but the consciousness of the lord is not materially affected lord krishna says maya dhyakshena prakriti when he descends into the material universe his consciousness is not materially affected if he were so affected he would be unfit to speak on transcendental matters as he does in the bhagavad gita one cannot say anything about the transcendental world without being free from materially contaminated consciousness so the lord is not materially contaminated our consciousness at the present moment however is materially contaminated the bhagavad gita teaches that we have to purify this materially contaminated consciousness in pure to purify this materially contaminated consciousness in pure consciousness our action will be devoted to the will of ishwara and that will make us happy it is not that we have to cease all activities rather our activities are to be purified and purified activities are called bhakti activities in bhakti appears to be like ordinary activities but they are not contaminated an ignorant person may see that a devotee is acting or working like an ordinary man but such a person with a poor fund of knowledge does not know that the activity of the devotee or of the lord are not contaminated by impure consciousness or matter they are transcendental to the three modes of nature we should know however that at this point our consciousness is contaminated when we are materially contaminated we call condition false false consciousness is exhibited under the impression that i am a product of material nature this is called false ego one who is absorbed in thought of bodily conceptions cannot understand his situations bhagavad gita was spoken to liberate one from the bodily conception of life and arjuna put himself in this position in order to receive this information from the lord one must become free from the bodily conception of life that is not or that is the preliminary activity for the transcendentalist one who wants to become free who wants to become liberated must first of all learn that he is not this material body mukti or liberation means freedom from material consciousness 
In the Srimad Bhagavatam, also the definition of liberation is given, which means or which says liberation from the contaminated consciousness of this material world and situation in pure consciousness. Yes, all the instruction of Bhagavad Gita are intended to awaken this pure consciousness. And therefore, we find at the last stage of the Gita's instructions that Krishna is asking Arjuna whether he is now in purified consciousness. Purified consciousness means acting in accordance with the instruction of the Lord. This is the whole sum and substance of purified consciousness. Consciousness is already there because we are part and parcel of the Lord. But for us, there is the affinity of being affected by the inferior modes. But the Lord, being the Supreme, is never affected. That is the difference between the Supreme Lord and the small individual souls. Then what is this consciousness? This consciousness is I am. Then what am I? In contaminated consciousness, I am means I am the Lord of all I survey. I am the enjoyer. The world revolves because every living being thinks that he is the Lord and creator of the material world. Material consciousness has two psychic divisions. One is that I am the creator and the other is that I am the enjoyer. But actually the Supreme Lord is both the creator and the enjoyer. And the living entity being part and parcel of the Supreme Lord is neither the creator nor the enjoyer. But he is a co-operator. He is the created and enjoyed. For instance, a part of machine cooperates with the whole machine. A part of the body cooperates with the whole body. The hand, legs, eyes and so on all the parts of the body but they are not actually the enjoyers. The stomach is the enjoyer. The legs move, the hands supply food, the teeth chew and all parts of the body are engaged in satisfying the stomach because the stomach is the principal factor that nourishes the body's organization. Therefore everything is given to the stomach. One nourishes the tree by watering its root and one nourishes the body by feeding the stomach. For if the body is to be kept in a healthy state, then the parts of the body must cooperate to feed the stomach. Similarly, the Supreme Lord is the enjoyer and the creator. And we as the subordinate living beings are meant to cooperate to satisfy him. This cooperation will actually help us just as food taken by the stomach will help all other parts of the body. If the fingers of the hand think that they should take the food themselves instead of giving it to the stomach, then they will be frustrated. The central figure of creation and of enjoyment is the Supreme Lord and the living entities are cooperators. 
by the cooperation they enjoy. The relation is also like that of the master and the servant. If the master is fully satisfied, then the servant is satisfied. Similarly, the Supreme Lord should be satisfied although the tendency to become the creator and the tendency to enjoy the material world are there also in the living entities because these tendencies are there in the Supreme Lord who has created the manifested cosmic world. We shall find therefore in this Bhagavad Gita that the complete whole is comprised of the Supreme Controller the controlled living entities, the cosmic manifestation, eternal time and karma or activities and all of these are explained in this text. All of these taken completely from the complete wall. And the complete wall is the called Supreme Absolute Truth. The complete wall and the complete absolute truth are the complete personality of Godhead. Shri Krishna. All manifestations are due to his different energies. He is the complete wall. It is also explained in the Gita that impersonal Brahman is also subordinate to the complete supreme person. Brahmano hi pratishthitam. Brahman is more explicitly explained in Brahma Sutra to be like the rays of the sunshine. The impersonal Brahman is the shining rays of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Impersonal Brahman is incomplete realization of the absolute wall and so also is the conception of Paramatma. In the 15th chapter, it shall be seen that the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Purushottama, is above both impersonal Brahman and the partial realization of Paramatma. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is called the Brahman Samhita, where it begins in this way. Govinda Krishna is the cause of all causes. He is the primal cause and he is the very form of eternity, knowledge and bliss. Impersonal Brahman realization is the realization of his Sat, eternity, feature. Paramatma realization is the realization of Satchit, means eternal knowledge. But realization of the personality of Godhead, Krishna, is the realization of all the transcendental features, Satchit Anand, eternity, knowledge, and bliss. Incomplete Vigraha means form. People will, with less intelligence consider the Supreme Truth to be impersonal, but He is a transcendental person. And this is confirmed in all Vedic literatures. As we are all individual living beings and have our individuality, the Supreme Absolute Truth is also in the ultimate issue. A person and realization of the Personality of Godhead is realization of all the transcendental features in His complete form. The complete world is not formless. If he is formless or if he is less than any other thing, 
then he cannot be the complete whole the complete whole must have everything within our experience and beyond our experience otherwise it cannot be completed the complete whole the personality of god had has immense potencies how krishna is acting on different potencies is also explained in bhagavad gita this phenomenal world or material world in which we are placed is also complete in itself because the 24 elements of which this material universe is a temporarily manifestation according to sankhya philosophy are completely adjusted to produce complete resources which are necessary for the maintenance and subsistence of this universe there is nothing extraneous nor is there anything needed this manifestation has its own time fixed by the energy of the supreme whole and when its time is complete this temporary manifestation will be annihilated by the complete arrangement of the complete there is complete facility for the small complete units namely the living entities to realize the complete and all sort of incompleteness are experienced due to incomplete knowledge of the complete so bhagavad gita contains the complete knowledge of vedic wisdoms all vedic knowledge is infallible and hindus accept vedic knowledge to be complete and infallible for example cow dung is the stool of an animal and according to smriti or vedic injunction if one touches the stool of an animal he has to take a bath to purify himself but in the vedic scriptures cow dung is considered to be a purifying agent one might consider this is to be contradictory but it is accepted because it is vedic injunction and indeed by accepting this one will not commit a mistake subsequently it has been proved by modern science that cow dung contains all antiseptic properties so vedic knowledge is complete because it is about all doubts and mistakes and bhagavad gita is the essence of all vedic knowledge vedic knowledge is not a question of research our research work is imperfect because we are researching things with imperfect senses we have to accept perfect knowledge which comes down as is stated in bhagavad gita by the parampara means disciplic succession we have to receive knowledge from the proper source in disciplic succession beginning with the supreme spiritual master the lord himself and handed down to a succession of spiritual masters arjuna the student who took lessons from lord shri krishna accepts everything that he says without contradicting him one is not allowed to accept one portion of bhagavad gita and not another no 
we must accept bhagavad gita without interpretations without deletion and without our own whimsical participation in the matter the gita should be taken as the most perfect presentation of vedic knowledge vedic knowledge is received from transcendental sources and the first words were spoken by the lord himself the words spoken by the lord are called apaurushaya meaning that they are different from words spoken by person of the mundane world who is infected with four defects a mundaner number 1 is sure to commit mistakes number 2 is invariably illusioned number 3 has the tendency to cheat others and number 4 is limited by imperfect senses with these four imperfections one cannot deliver perfect information of all pervading knowledge vedic knowledge is not imparted by such defective living entities it was imparted unto the heart of brahma the first created living being and brahma in his turn disseminated this knowledge to his sons and disciples as he originally received it from the lord the lord is purnam all perfect and there is no possibility of his becoming subjected to the law of material nature one should therefore be intelligent enough to know the lord is the only proprietor of everything in the universe and that he is the original creator the creator of brahma in the 11th chapter the lord is addressed as parpitama because brahma is addressed as pitama the grandfather and he is the creator of the grandfather so no one should claim to be the proprietor of anything one should accept only things set aside from him by the lord as his quote for his maintenance so that's all of today's episode what god says part 2 introduction ends here i hope you love it share it and give other people a fruitful knowledge you can follow me on instagram jp_joshi you can also follow me on facebook jp joshi thank you for listening 